Welcome to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, where America's top cleaning expert shows you the ins and outs of keeping a clean home and a clean business. From expert advice to cutting-edge interviews, Debbie uses her 30 years experience to bring you the insight you need to be cleaning up. And now, here's your host, Debbie Sardone. Welcome to episode two of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. I love working with women. I just love helping women improve their lives and grow professionally. I have a special place in my heart for women in business. I just do. In fact, I'm serving on an experts panel for the Women's Leadership Live Conference coming up in May right here in Dallas. So please contact me on my Facebook page, Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, if you'd like more information. Did you know that 9.1 million women in the United States own their own business? Women generate $1.4 trillion in annual revenue. Women employ 7.9 million people, and I contribute to that figure. I have about 35 employees working for me. Every five minutes, five women start a business in the United States, and one in every 11 women in the United States are entrepreneurs. It's funny, I was talking to a friend the other day, and she flies all over the country speaking at conferences, speaking to large and small groups. And she was at a conference that was all women. And the speaker before her did something interesting. She said she'd never seen this before. The speaker asked the women in the group uh, to please stand if you lack the confidence to do your job day in and day out. And my friend was amazed that two-thirds of the women stood and said they they were lacking in the confidence to do their job. I thought that's so interesting. This is, you know, the 2016. I thought women were empowered. There's so many books. There's there's so much information available. How is it, especially with women dominating the for, uh, the the workplace and starting businesses and succeeding in business? How are they lacking in confidence? We're doing it. We're hustling, but we're not confident. Women in general struggle with confidence. You know what's interesting? I'd love to do this survey, but I believe if that had been a room full of men and the speaker had asked, stand if you lack the confidence to do your job every day, I do not believe two-thirds of the men would have stood. And this is not about skill set. This is not about competency. Women traditionally don't have the confidence they deserve. Women are killing it in the marketplace. Women are dominating businesses. And they are growing and rising in corporate America. So why are we so lacking when it comes to confidence? Without confidence, you will be passed up. Even if you're the most qualified person in the room, we have to have confidence. One of the things I say to my clients when I work with them in consulting is, you have not because you ask not. It's sometimes that simple. We just don't ask for what we want. Sometimes we're just too timid or too polite or too lacking in confidence. I was talking with one of the the clients that I coach in business the other day, and it just came up. And we were talking about setting boundaries in her business. And she said she was so frustrated because 
she had developed a habit early on in her business of answering her customer texts on her cell phone all hours of the night. And she said, Debbie, I'm so frustrated because just last night, I'm laying there in bed, my husband's reading a book, I'm trying to watch TV, and I'm answering back and forth with a customer angry texts from the customer about how dissatisfied she was with our service that day. And she said, honestly, I went to bed upset, thinking about it all night, woke up several times in the middle of the night frustrated. And she said, this happens all the time. People text me, even if it's not negative. And they're texting me saying, oh, am I on the schedule for tomorrow? Oh, can I move my cleaning day from, from Thursday to Friday? And she said, I answer these texts till about 10 o'clock at night when I turn off my phone. And I asked her, I said, well, why haven't you changed this? And she said, well, this is what they expect. This is what they expect. And we talked about setting boundaries and how she needed to pick a date, send a kind letter, make it kind of lighthearted, a nice, firm letter that says, my business is growing. It's, it's really fabulous. And I have to retire my cell phone. So from now on, you can reach me through email or leave a voicemail after hours if our office is closed, and I promise I will return your call on the next business day. Now, as a business owner, if you set a boundary, you can't ignore your own boundaries because then the boundaries go away. It's just like if you give in to the three-year-old that's screaming and throwing a fit at the grocery store because it is easier in the moment and it's less humiliating in the moment, so you give in, we all know what happens. The very next time you're in the grocery store, the fit is louder and bigger and more often. You just cannot give in. When you're training a customer, you have to set boundaries and then don't give in because it's easy. Just think about the text that will come in 8 o'clock at night. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know I'm not supposed to text you, but am I on the schedule for tomorrow? You can easily get drawn into that because it's not negative. It's easy to just grab your cell phone and answer back and say, yes, you are. But then what do you do when the person says, okay, who's coming to clean my house tomorrow? Uh-oh, now what? And then when you answer, oh, it's Mary. Oh, I'm, I didn't really like Mary. She didn't do a good job last time. Now you're drawn back into the drama. Now you've violated your own boundaries and you've taught the customer that you will ignore your own rules. Set boundaries. This is how we get what we want. What did she want? She wants freedom at night to spend the evening with her family without getting all upset over customer issues, things she can't handle till tomorrow anyway. And we all have these issues. It could be out of control emails or phone calls or employees. We have to set boundaries and then we have to have the confidence to let our customers know or our coworkers or whoever it is that we need to set boundaries with and then have the confidence that we've done the right thing and live within the boundaries that we've set. We can't lack the confidence because if we do, it will come through and people will push us around. They'll take advantage of us. It's human nature. A great little book that I read years ago is by Sarah Zink, and she's actually become a friend of mine. And the book, you can find it on Amazon, is called 20 Tips for Power Chicks. And Sarah just really lays down in her book how women communicate, how we sometimes sabotage our own success when we are the most qualified person, and how we are at times too fearful to go and ask for what we want. 
there is this complex dynamics for women in the workforce or women in business and our communication style sometimes it gets it will get in the way of our success and so the book is just great I, I recommend you grab a cup of coffee take a deep breath read a few good books on boosting your confidence and gaining newfound confidence and then go out and just ask for what you want and you'll be surprised at how people respond they'll respond with respect and they will respect your boundaries when you do as well. So coming up next, expert advice on how to stop procrastinating and get more done in your day. More of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone is next on The Real News Communications Network. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. The reality is, we're all in this together. It's time for you to raise your hand and make a difference. United we stand, united we serve. Are you with me? We born to Come on Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safer on pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. I'm a third grade teacher. I'm a school bus driver. I am a parent. I am a teacher's aide. And I agree to be identified as a caring adult who pledges to help bullied students. I will listen carefully to all students who seek my help and act on their behalf to put an immediate stop to bullying. I will work with other caring adults to create a safe learning environment for all the students in my school. In my school. In my school. In my school. I'm Dennis Van Roekel, president of the National Education Association. Help us create safe, bully-free learning environments for all students. One caring adult can make all the difference. Be that adult and take the pledge at nea.org slash bullyfree. Adults have the power to stop bullying in our schools. It starts with me. It starts with me. It starts with me. It starts with me. Bully-free. It starts with me. Visit nea.org slash bullyfree. A message from the National Education Association. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. And we're back. Segment two of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. I'm sharing practical advice and tips to help you clean up your business and your life. Now I'm going to have to issue a disclaimer here. I know I need to take my own advice here. I am the worst procrastinator for sure. So today I am preaching to the choir. If you've ever experienced frustration, 
if you've had to berate yourself because you're missing deadlines, if you are at times disgusted because you missed an opportunity simply because you procrastinated, then I know this segment will help you because it was an excellent reminder for myself as I was planning for this broadcast. So here's just a few things to help reduce or maybe even eliminate some procrastination issues in your own life. First of all, create a time log for just two weeks. Take the time to jot down in 30 minute increments or even 15 minute increments every single thing you do throughout your day starting first thing in the morning and last thing uh, at the end of your business day and write everything down no matter how trivial it is if you start your workday at 8 a.m. then start writing down if you spent 15 minutes checking email if you spent 20 minutes checking Facebook if you spent 30 minutes listening to voicemail messages and typing up messages, whatever you do, write down in order by the time that you do these tasks and the time that you completed them. Do this for two weeks. It's pretty amazing what will emerge when you actually force yourself to look at how you're spending your day. I know for myself that emails, Facebook, Twitter, the constant notifications that keep popping up on my phone because I have all these notification settings uh, enabled, they create so many distractions. And for most of us, the morning is our most productive time of the day. It is the time of day that we feel like, wow, it's a new day, I have a fresh start, I'm going to get a lot of things done. And then four or five o'clock rolls around and we're scrambling to make uh, productive that last hour or the last hour and a half of the day and we feel like how did the day get away from me how did I not get so much done I had all this time allotted today and I still didn't write my blog I still did not complete or even start the article that I intended to write what happened the first thing <laughs> that I wrote down and and whoever made this up it, it, it's the biggest lie <laughs> for those of us who are busy, and that is the term multitasker. Somebody came up with that term, and there's no such thing. We are not multitaskers. I used to brag, well, I'm, you know, I'm a woman, so I'm a good multitasker. That's a myth. It's nothing but a distraction. There's no such thing as multitasking. We really can't do two things at once. All we can do is be interrupted stop doing what we're doing and shift to doing something else and then stop doing that and shift back to what we were doing first and that's what is being called multitasking when truly it is distractions and interruptions and with modern technology cell phones that are pinging and, and notifications that are popping up and and chat windows on our computer with all of those distractions we think we're multitasking what we're really doing is slowing down the process of completing the task that we're trying to work on think about it with those interruptions not multitasking with those interruptions if you're in the middle of typing a sentence because you're you're working on your blog or you're working on an article that has a, a pretty stiff deadline you're in the middle of typing a paragraph or a sentence and all of a sudden your phone pings you glance over you see an email notification 
Oh, it's my cute little grandbaby. I'm just going to swipe it real quick and take a look at the picture. That's all. It's a one second shift in my concentration. I look at the picture. I hit the like button. I go back to typing on my computer. The problem is you cannot go back to exactly where you were. You've been interrupted. You've got to go back and reread the sentence and try to recapture the thought. And it takes longer to go back there. So this myth that we are multitasking is killing our productivity. It's destroying our ability to stay focused. We're better off turning off all of the cell phones and the noisemakers and, of course, turning off television, turning off talk radio. Now, I, I work out of my home, so I don't have a boss breathing down my neck saying, why are you on Facebook? So if I have Facebook open on my computer, I'm asking for trouble. I'm inviting interruptions into my day and distractions and things that will take me away. Looking at the news during the day, even looking at the news first thing in the morning, honestly, how is reading the news for the first 30 minutes of the morning going to change your life? If, if nothing else, it's going to put you in a bad mood. <laughs> you know, looking at the news, starting your day by, by reading the day's news or what happened last night can be more discouraging. You can't do anything about it. And it's just a big waste of time. So think about what we're doing that interrupts us, that wastes our time, and then decide I'm not going to allow interruptions to sabotage my productivity. So here's just a couple of tips that will help as you limit the distractions. First of all, make a list first thing in the morning of the three things you absolutely must do today. Now, my old bad habits are to make a list of 10 things, because once I start making my list, I think of 11 things and then 12 things and 15 things. And all of a sudden I have this long list of things that, oh man, I have to do today. Well, guess what? It's not going to happen. I'm not going to get all of those things done today. Make a list of three things you absolutely must do. And then, as true to Brian Tracy's book, Eat This Frog, eat the ugliest frog First, if you've ever read his book, Eat This Frog, it is absolutely a fabulous book on time management. And he says, make your list of the three things you must do today. And then the worst one, the one you dread the most, the one that you would normally procrastinate the most, take care of that first on your list. Get the one you dread the most out of the way first. And then ask, what is the most valuable use of my time? and only do those tasks. If it's not a valuable use of your time, then it shouldn't even be on your list. I mean, if you're busy, and most of us are, you really don't have time to do things that are of very low value in moving your business forward or moving you forward in the workforce. So think about what is the best use of my time, and that is how you prioritize your list. And then, of course, set priorities and set priorities for time-consuming tasks. If you have a large looming project, like writing a book or writing a 750 word article for a magazine, then break it down into bite-sized pieces so that you're not overwhelmed and you're not putting it off every day, every day, day after day, because I don't have time today to write this big long article. So break it down into tasks and give yourself 
30 minutes or an hour or 45 minutes today to get it started. I think for me, the hardest part is just getting started. But if I give my permission, myself permission to only start it, if I give myself permission to write for 30 minutes, I can set the timer on my phone. I'm going to write for 30 minutes and then I'm going to go ahead and move on to the rest of my day. It makes it more manageable and it's not so daunting, especially if the deadline is, is several weeks out as opposed to procrastinating because it is a big project and then the day before the deadline you have to spend 12 hours crunching and then you're never quite as satisfied with the end product and then after you have your three most important tasks that you have got to do today make a list of five or six other things that need to be done today after those three absolutely must need to be done and then always decide what in your life, what in your business is urgent and important, important but not urgent, and urgent but not important? Because how many times are we dealing with urgent things and they're not really important? We need to stop doing those things. And then delegate. Sometimes you just have to hand off tasks to other people. It may not be perfect if somebody else does it. Yes, you might be able to do it better than someone else, but sometimes you just have to delegate so that you can get the most important things done that are on your plate. And then use some tools that will help you be more productive. One of my favorite tools is the Google calendars. I can keep notes on what's going on with my appointments and I keep notes in my Google calendars on my consulting appointments where I'm, I'm talking with business owners and I can make note of what we discussed and what issues they're dealing with. I have another tool that I use. This is really one of my favorite. This this one's helped me so much. And it's it's called Sane Later, S-A-N-E, Later, and it's SaneLater.com. And you set it up on your email system and you tell the system how many times a day you want to be interrupted with unimportant emails. And it reads your emails and it reads your habits and it knows who you answer all the time right away, like maybe your spouse or your boss or uh, a colleague or, you know, your marketing consultant, whoever. It knows who you answer right away and it always makes sure that's delivered to your inbox right away. But it also knows which emails aren't very important and then it will only deliver it to you at a certain time of day. So I have my sane later emails that come to me once a day and I think they come in my inbox around 1 p.m. and that way they're not staring me at the face every time I'm trying to answer important emails it's the subscriptions I signed up for you know getting coupons from retail or or some blog post uh, blog site that I like to subscribe to or whatever or or a solicitor or maybe just somebody that knows me all of those go into my sane later file and then it's delivered once a day at a certain time forces me to open it up and just glance through and delete 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 and unsubscribe and block and then hit inbox on those that I really do need to take care of so Use tools to help you to be more productive. Don't allow distractions to take over your day. And don't fall for the myth that we are multitaskers because all it is is distractions that keeps us from being focused. Now coming up next, 
our Go Giver segment and why people will buy from you. So don't go away. It was an early morning yesterday. I was up before the dawn. More of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone is next on the Real News Communications Network. Got a few bills in your pocket and you hit a happy hour with your friends. Hey man, grab a beer. Now fast forward. Uh oh. You just got a DWI mano. Time in jail. Up to $17,000 in fees and fines. Want to keep good times from going all bad? Call you when I'm done to get a ride home? Line up a sober driver before you go out. Because if you get a DWI, there's no going back. Drink, drive, go to jail. A message from TxDOT. Save a life. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safer on pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. I was facing foreclosure. I was desperate for help. I paid them $1,500 and never got the help they promised. Don't let the fear of losing your home make you the victim of a loan modification scam. Remember these facts to protect yourself. It's illegal for most companies to charge fees in advance, no matter how small. No company can guarantee they can modify your loan or stop a foreclosure. And never send your mortgage payment to anyone but your lender. The easiest way to avoid a scam? Don't pay for a loan modification. Get free help from a HUD-approved counseling agency now. To learn more, report a scam, or find out if you've been a victim, call 1-888-995-HOPE or visit LoanScamAlert.org. That's 1-888-995-4673 and LoanScamAlert.org. Know the signs. Get the facts. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. Is a friend. Welcome back to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. I'm your host, Debbie Sardone, and this is the Go Giver segment where we will talk about giving and getting in your business, in business and in life. If you give, you will get. Now, the concept seems counterintuitive because most of us get so caught up in grabbing that we forget to give. The practice of giving in business becomes more natural when you understand why people buy from you, why they buy your product or your service. One of the best books on selling that I've ever read is uh, by Simon Sinek, and the name of the book is Start With Why. When you discover why people need your product or why people need your service, you'll be in a much better position to deliver what they need and, of course, sell them what they need. Before I understood this concept, I actually lost a very good customer because I just didn't understand the why of why that customer hired me. I was so focused on what we do. I was so busy selling the what, you know, sweeping, mopping, dusting, 
polishing, making beds. I was all focused on the what, while he was focused on the why. And I ended up getting fired. What actually happened is a gentleman stopped by in my office instead of calling, and he said, I need a quote for cleaning my house. My wife is frustrated. She's a, 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 I have a new bride, and I have three teenage boys that are all messy, and the house is always a mess, and we have two big dogs, and they're always bringing in dirt and hair, and the place is a wreck, and my wife is not happy, and I need your service every single week. And just make her happy. Here's my credit card. Just bill me. Here's my key. Can you please start coming? I mean, it was, it was the simplest sell I ever had. I didn't have to sell him on anything. He was ready to sign on the dotted line. The problem is we kept calling his wife to ask, could they get the house picked up a little more? We would show up and the place would be absolutely in shambles. Dishes, pots, all over the kitchen, toys, clothes, athletic equipment laying all over the house, just the place was a mess and we were used to going in finding homes neat and tidy but dirty and spending our time cleaning scrubbing dusting and polishing and really achieving great results and that's what we were used to what I didn't know is this this customer didn't really care about how perfect of a job we did on the floors he didn't care if we didn't get the shower perfectly cleaned he just wanted us to come in and help that's all he wanted and after calling his wife one or two times asking, can, can the family maybe do a little more picking up so that we can manage the cleaning, he came in irate and he said, I'll never forget his words. He said, you blew it. You blew it. You're fired. Give me my key back. All I wanted was for you to show up and do the best you can. I wasn't expecting perfection. I wasn't expecting you to get everything done that needed to be done. I know my house is a mess, but you upset my wife when you called asking if if the house could be a little more picked up so that you could do a better job I wasn't asking for a better job I didn't know what this customer wanted I didn't know why he had hired my service he had hired my service because he was looking for peace and harmony in the home he didn't hire us because he was looking for spotless floors that's what I was trying to deliver spotless floors he didn't hire us because he was looking for every surface in the house to be dust free but that's what we were used to delivering. We were used to delivering this high quality cleaning and how could we deliver it if the place is a wreck and not picked up? I was selling one thing, he was buying another thing and I got fired over that. Stop selling the what. Stop selling what you do and understand why the customer is buying from you. I'll give you an example of when I didn't fail. I went out on a bid for a daycare and I did the walkthrough with the owner and I talked with the owner about how important it was to parents when they pick up their child that they feel like the environment their children is in all day is sanitized and that they feel that they can expect a clean and sanitized environment consistently not just once a month when the maid service shows up and I remember the owner saying you know what you're more expensive than all the other bids but you get me and you get my business you understand that I need parents to feel confident that when they drop their children off this is a clean and sanitary environment and I got the job and the difference 
as I look back on it over the years, the difference is in that moment, I was selling the why, not the what. I wasn't selling a checklist of things we're going to do for you every month when we clean. I was selling the concept that I understand if the parents aren't happy, you don't have a business. If the parents don't feel like it looks and smells clean, your business will be in trouble. And she recognized that I got it. The difference is selling the why. Why was she hiring a cleaning service? Not because she wanted all the toys wiped down, but because she wanted the customers to have confidence in her business. And that's the reality. And that's what happens when you learn to sell the why. You need to understand what do people want and why do they want it. When we sell a house cleaning package, they're not really buying a clean bathroom or a clean kitchen. They're buying free time on the weekends to spend it the way they choose. They're buying peace and harmony in the home so that they no longer fight over the division of chores on Saturday morning when one wants to go shopping and the other one wants the filthy house cleaned. So they're buying the experience that your product or service gives them, not the what. So don't go away. Next on Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, I'm sharing the one business tool that has literally changed my life as a busy entrepreneur. More of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone is next on the Real News Communications Network. This is my car. I mean, it's nothing fancy, but it's nice. Gets me to work and to the mall, though it's kind of trash with all my stuff. stuff. I swear there must be 30 CDs laying around. And my workout bag. Oh, and my laptop. laptop. Like I said, a mess, right? It's perfect. But it's perfect for me. Good gas mileage, and once it's paid off, all mine. All mine. Hey, want to go for a drive? Let me get my purse. Just be a second. Just takes a second. Where you are, they are. Last year in Texas, car thieves stole roughly 100,000 cars and trucks and burglarized thousands more. They look for anything of value inside, or if you left your keys or failed to lock the doors. When you leave your vehicle, hide your things, lock your car, and take your keys. Remember, you hold the key. Okay, I'm back, and my car? Where's my car? My this warning from the Texas Auto Burglary and Theft Prevention Authority. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safer on pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. What if you got rewarded for every good decision? What if your heart had a special way of letting you know it appreciates your healthy choices? Oh, I've got to get my family to eat more vegetables. Amazing! And instead of cooking with butter tonight, I think I'll saute our veggies with a heart-healthy oil. You're a genius! So really, would your food choices pay off in heart health? Did you know that when you replace bad fats with healthier fats, like those in canola or other vegetable oils, it can lower bad cholesterol levels, and that's good for your heart. Here's a winning idea. Take up the challenge for good health. 
because the you of the future will say, Fantastic! Learn more at heart.org slash face the facts. Canola Info proudly supports the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. And we're back to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. I'm Debbie, and I'm your host. And this segment is about quality of life. As entrepreneurs, we quit our day job so we could be our own boss, the captain of our own ship, work the hours we want to. <laughs> but we quickly find out that new boss is meaner than the old one because we're our new boss. <laughs> and sometimes we're more demanding and more difficult than the old one ever was. The new boss is our business. That new boss can run us ragged. Let me share one of the best kept secrets for getting more done in a single day. This tool has literally revolutionized my business to free up valuable time and create more quality of life for myself. And I learned about this years ago. I sat working at my computer one day on a graphic design for a flyer that I needed for my business. Five hours later, the end result was disappointing. I'm not a graphics designer. I'm not familiar with Photoshop and other design programs. I was frustrated. I had wasted hours and hours tweaking this flyer and I spent so much time and energy on a project that I wasn't suited for. That's not what I do. That's not my skill set. It's not in my wheelhouse. I'm not a graphics designer and I realized there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. So I went searching. I had heard about outsourcing before, but I was kind of timid about trying it. And that's when I discovered different forms of online uh, outsourcing. This tool has saved me personally hundreds and hundreds of hours of frustration. Whenever I have a digital project now, whether it's editing a video uh, for my, my YouTube channel or designing a door hanger for my maid service so that we can have those printed or designing a postcard or just designing a new business card or creating a blog post, literally creating a blog post from my videos or my Periscope broadcast. I now use outsourcing to get those jobs done. Years ago, I would have labored over trying to translate my video and typing up a nice blog based on the concepts that I shared in my video. Not anymore. I, I mean, I would literally spend three hours trying to create a blog. Instead, I can outsource that. I can use one of these outsourcing sites online and I can have my video edited in a you know a, a matter of of an hour oftentimes or a blog created by the very next day while i'm sleeping somebody else is working on my project a couple of sources that i've used over the years and some of them have have been absorbed by other uh, websites or online providers but one is odesk which has recently become upwork um, up, up work.com it's for outsourcing all your needs and you can pro post just about any type of virtual product or project you can post just about any type of virtual project 
on these outsourcing websites. And what's really great about them is you have providers, people with skill sets from all over the world. I don't need to speak the same language as someone else if I'm just having them design a postcard. As long as I provide them with the content and the logo and the color scheme that I expect and the dimensions that I need, we don't need to you know, speak the same language or be in the same country. They can create that design, get a little bit of feedback from me, and then send it to me digitally. There's so many projects that I've used. I'm thinking about, this is kind of embarrassing to even admit, but I'm one of those fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants people, and that's why we talked about procrastination uh, earlier on. And when I need a professionally produced PowerPoint presentation, I outsource that project right there on one of those, those websites. I don't do those myself anymore. Since I do have a tendency to procrastinate, I remember I was speaking, I was going to be speaking at a conference and it was one of those busy weeks where I procrastinated all week long to get my notes together and to get all my thoughts formulated and on paper. So there I am the day before I'm to fly out for a conference where I'm speaking, I'm typing up my notes. And of course that meant I didn't have a PowerPoint presentation created. So I jumped out online on my outsourcing website and I posted a project and I attached my notes and I said I need 30 slides in PowerPoint presentation. I need it to look professional and I need it to be based on these notes with images that correspond with my notes. Within hours, within hours, I had multiple bids from people all around the world bidding to do my project. I was able to take a little bit of time take a look at their feedback because each provider has feedback. Maybe it's 95% or 98% positive. I could look at their feedback and see how other people rated their skills. And then I could take a look at their profile where they had uploaded uh, examples of their own work. So I was able to look at other PowerPoint presentations that they had as examples or other graphics designs and so forth. And so I was able to kind of formulate an opinion as to what style they would deliver and and what their skill set level was and so within a short period of time I had selected a provider and also you can generally that the pricing and the bidding comes in at so many different ranges you can generally sort by the highest bid to the lowest bid so then I could kind of pick my price point that I wanted to pay I mean I certainly wasn't going to invest $300 for this PowerPoint. I think I, I, the winning bid, I think they bid like a hundred bucks or $120. It was very reasonable for the amount of time I would have spent creating that project. It was incredibly reasonable. I selected my bidder. I told them I need this by tomorrow when I check into my hotel <laughs> out of town. And lo and behold, got on a plane, flew to my destination, checked into my hotel, opened up my laptop, and there was that little message that said, my provider had finished my project. Of course, I was hoping it would look good because it was a little too late. But even if it didn't, if, if it was a little late, I could probably have found another provider. But I opened it up and popped open that presentation and it was absolutely beautiful. It was much more professionally done than I could have done myself because I'm not a pro at uh, PowerPoint. The moral of the story is 
if you will use tools at your disposal and if you will learn to outsource some of the tasks that you're taking on and some of the projects that you literally waste hours and hours trying to do when it's outside of your skill set, you can save yourself a ton of, of time. I was actually able to go to bed at a decent time that night and not worry about spending all night long trying to turn my notes into a PowerPoint presentation. Outsourcing, it's one of the best tools you can use to give yourself a little bit of quality of life, especially if as an entrepreneur, you tend to take and bite off more than you can chew. I'll give you one more site that I use all the time for outsourcing. This one will blow your mind if you're not using it already. It's called Fiverr.com and it's F-I-V-R-R. So there's two R's in it, F-I-V-R-R.com. The crazy thing about this outsourcing site is all of the projects start for as low as $5. So I recently had a logo designed. I paid $5 for the logo design. I've had short little voiceover 30 second commercials done by professional voiceover artists or whatever they're called. And I've paid $5. And then they'll also have some upsells. Well, if you'd like to add some professional music, that's another 5 bucks. If you'd like to have this delivered within 24 hours instead of within 72 hours, that's another 5 bucks. Well, shoot, I'll pay 15 bucks if I'm on a deadline and I need it to sound good with some professional music and be delivered within the next 24 hours, I'll pay an extra $10. So Fiverr.com is kind of like one of those best kept secrets. I have literally had uh, my Facebook cover page designed by a professional on Fiverr. It was five bucks. <laughs> I have had my YouTube channel art designed on Fiverr. It was five bucks. <laughs> it's just such a great source. And what's really great about it is these are providers from all over the world. So you might need something tomorrow morning and it's 10 o'clock at night and you forgot you needed it. You can jump out there, outsource it. For somebody in another part of the world, it's just five o'clock at night and they're happy to take the project and do it and deliver it. It'll be in your inbox by tomorrow morning, first thing. So as busy professionals, if you want quality of life, learn to outsource. Stop trying to do everything yourself. We all want to do everything, but we're not superhuman. As busy professionals, if you want quality of life, you've got to learn to outsource. Stop trying to do everything yourself. We are not superhuman. Now, if you have some outsourcing stories that you'd like to share or some experiences, please share that on my Facebook timeline, Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. Now, be sure to listen to our program each week next time. I'll have an expert guest with me and we will talk about the number one frustration of every busy person. We'll also talk about how to get exactly what you want out of the people you work with. And I'll share the good trait that could be wrecking your business and your life. Plus, I'll talk about giving and how giving can actually make you famous. Until next time, this is Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. <laughs>